I do remember having like a car ride to Darlington at one point with like two other British people. And half an hour before we got there, I told them, let's stop. I can't speak anymore. Let me, let's shut up because I, I want to save 15 minutes of English for the stage. Welcome to Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Quan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English stand-up comedy but who are not native English speakers or they can have a very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages, and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Comedy with an Accent podcast. This is the second recording after the live episode oh. actually gone out. I have one special guest for you today. I think he's got a few credits on his comedy CV. The easiest way to describe him is the Romanian comedian in the UK. I want to welcome Radu Isaac. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Just out of respect for all the other Romanian comedians in the UK, thank you for describing me like that, but also there are other comedians <laughs> from Romania. I know, I know, I'm not saying you are the only one, but I say you are the Romanian okay. comedian, right? I'll take that. Yeah, and one fun fact is you were in the final of 2017 English Comedian of the Year, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Well, I felt like I'm living in the UK and... <laughs> They didn't really turn me down when I applied. I think they never assumed I'm going to make it to the final, but it was all based on like audience voting. It would have been amazing if you had won. Though. It's like the year after Brexit referendum. I imagine <laughs> Romanian comedian won English comedian. Did you think you might be rejected when you submitted your application? I, I, I thought maybe, but I, I wasn't like just in the beginning then. I was just kind of doing all everything, all the gigs I could do. And it just felt like a good... Like a good in. So for you, it was just another... Yeah, just like an email, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I don't want to apply to gigs. I just kind of do a copy-paste and say, hey, can I do this gig? And I, I, I never really... I, I never so really do you remember whether they actually had any rules on your nationality? I think they didn't really consider that when they did the competition, there weren't that many foreign comedians in yeah. the UK. In the last five, six years, we were way more than before. And I, I think they just wanted to have a competition. And they felt, well, this name isn't taken. They just wanted to run a company. <laughs> or maybe you are the token diverse one to say that, hey, being English, not small-minded, or being conservative, we are quite welcoming with immigrants. And I, don't know, I think you are there because you are great coming. Okay, I'm going to be the little bitch right now because there is some competition. You just wonder that comedy competition where the definition ends like south coast comedian of the year sometimes yeah. you just wonder that exactly how far from the seaside we are talking about and people moving on the outer part of london and join the competition say oh i live on south coast well yeah but never no, mind i'm in croydon i'm 40 minutes from the beach do you know croydon is actually part of surrey okay i was shocked when i learned this because surrey has such a middle class image and croydon is like the Butthole of Greater London. Do you know Croydon? It's basically like a failed Canary Wharf. Before they built the whole business center there, they tried to make that in Croydon. And that's why it's such a big shithole, because it's basically a huge failed project. Oh, you were saying in the 70s or 60s? In the 70s, 60s, yeah. That was before the Canary Wharf was built. They, they were trying to make that the business hub. And then when business people don't like what it turned into, they just kind of... <laughs> They moved it and left it to be a shithole. See, you knew so much about this land, so you could have been the English comedian of the year. I'm, I'm doing my homework. I'm, I'm watching YouTube all the time. I'm trying to integrate. Radu and I don't know each other very well. 
And for all these years, I only gig three or five times with you. I think so too. Yeah, yeah but it's like a colleague situation because you're very professional, very friendly. I didn't feel daunted trying to ask to get on the podcast. Very happy that you say yes. I'm gonna go to the typical question that I ask every single guest. So, Radu, do you believe when you speak English, you have an accent? Oh yeah, I totally. <laughs> I know I have an accent. No hesitation. But I'm gonna say before I moved to the UK, I didn't think I have an accent. So I spent like two summers in America. Before then, I didn't think I have an accent. And most Romanian people that speak English and live in Bucharest, they don't think that they have an accent. They assume they don't. Okay, let me unpack this. You're saying that when you were living in Romania, when you discuss your English fluency with other Romanian people, yeah, you I, consider your English quite... Yeah, I, I, I really didn't think I had an accent. Even when I spoke to like English people in Bucharest, they were sort of like they weren't on home turf and they wouldn't really react to my accent. They were outnumbers. They, they were guests in your country. Yeah, so they yeah, obviously yeah. wouldn't dare to point out that, you know what, your English... And they would constantly go, well, your English is fantastic. And we kind of took it as a compliment. We just didn't know that their expectations of our English was so low. But are you talking about English people who are in Romania that have bothered to learn Romanian? Or are they some of those English-speaking people that live in one place and for decades and never learned the local language? Yeah, it's mostly like business people that just go go there for like five years or like a year or like we had some comedians. But yeah, very few people bother to learn the language. Okay, so you did spend time in America before you moved to the UK. So it was the way the comedy scene worked then, it was like the football season. It was like off during the summer. It took like 20, 2013 and 2014, I spent the summers in LA. And that's when I started comedy in English for the first time then. And did the Americans point out that they think you have an accent? Oh, it was made very obvious very quickly. And then I started to hear it more. Did they do it in a blunt way or in a passive-aggressive way? I think, yeah, kind of a blunt way. They didn't expect me to not know that they have an accent. What do you mean? Do you just say like, what the... <laughs> do they do it that way or something slight without swearing to say, you get an accent, bro? Sometimes, and then because I spent like three months there, and sometimes they would be ruder, sometimes they would be nicer about it, sometimes they wouldn't mention it, but... I, I did get the ruder responses as well. So your moment of realization happened before you came to the UK. And what went through your mind when the native English speakers point out you got an accent? So I'm going to say this. When I speak Romanian, I also have a thick accent. In what way? In Romanian. I'm from the, I would describe it as a Newcastle area of Romania. Yeah, the Jordi Romanian. Yeah, I'm the Jordi Romanian. Uh, so where in Romania are you from? Northeast. You're closer to Moldova? Yeah, very close okay. to Moldova. Yeah. But you're not from the capital city, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not from the capital and city. And the snobbish capital city, like the Bucharesti. And I spent nine years in the capital city, and I was kind of used to having an accent. I'm more used to having an accent than I'm not used to having an accent. But I'm going to point out one fact to you. Okay. Uh, I grew up in the capital city of Taiwan. Taiwan is a small country, but those little snobbish... Okay, I will have to beat the, the snobbish little... Yeah. that grow up in the capital city, they will always think you retain a bit of your provincial accent, however hard, like you try to be well-spoken. Okay. Yeah. But I never, I never really tried to get rid of my <laughs> accent. I really never, because I, I never, I, I used to make the joke, I never met like a dude from Bucharest that impressed me so much that I wanted to speak <laughs> like them. I love that attitude. And also like the, the weird thing is, uh, I, I don't feel like they don't have an accent. I feel like they have a Bucharest accent as yeah. well, but just because the whole, the parliament is there, they feel like that's the official Romanian. Basically everyone has an Everybody accent. Everybody has an accent. It's yeah. down to who's got 
the power to say my accent is the standard. I would say, yeah, basically the Bucharest people is how Romanian on TV is spoken. <laughs> but it's not really. We've only had TV for like 40 years. It's not really <laughs> like any documented. So you are used to the fact that in Romania, you do not belong to the group that is not accent free. It's not technically correct, but in Romania, you had an accent. Yeah, I in had Romania. Like a thick ac- and I lived in like the London of Romania. Right. And now you went to the state and say you have an accent. So when you came to the UK, you were kind of used to being told you had an accent already. Yeah, I was kind of used. I would say like 99% of my shows here, I have referenced my accent. Probably like 99.7% of my shows, I've referenced my accent. I referenced it in the beginning. The less diverse the audience is, the more time I feel like I need to spend on the fact that I have an accent. I know it takes them a while to get used to it. And after that, I can talk about whatever this I want. This is fascinating. Can you elaborate a bit yeah. on this one? So you say that you always talk about having an accent at the start of that show. It's just a habit or it's something you subconsciously think you need to do or it's a strategy or how did you approach this? I feel like it's something I, I know I need to do. It's not even, it's something I'm trying to do less of, but I also know that uh, if, if I, it's in very few rooms that I, I can get away with just going up and talking about riding a bicycle without mentioning, yes, guys, I know I sound different than you. Because, you know, about... there's the theory of talk about the elephant in the room. So, yeah, <laughs> so like, get that out of the... And you specifically mentioned the more rural, the smaller the locality, yeah. you will spend more time on your accent. It's not because you think you need to explain your accent as much, but you feel like you need to... It was like the warming up exercise. I feel like they, they just haven't met enough foreign people, so then they just have too many questions about how come you're foreign... And they, they, they're not able to focus on anything else you're saying. So you need to, like, I, I could get away with, like, in central London with, with like, a throwaway... One line. One line of yeah. 15 seconds. Yeah. And then, I don't want to name towns, but, yeah, in some towns, like, I have to do, like, five minutes on... Oh, I'd love to see someone who can put your mind map onto a chart, you know, like London, 15 seconds, and then you have a two bar chart growing, and say, when it comes to Grinsby, and then you have, I don't know, one minute and something like that. And it's and it's stuff I've sort of learned along the way. Like I've, I have bombed, and I, I and I know it's because of the it's because I didn't spend enough time with the. So accent. there's partly strategy, partly instinct, partly trial and error. Yeah, I'm trial sure. and error. Yeah, and I'm trying to, I, and I'm honestly, I'm trying to, because I don't want to. I'm happy to be Romanian, and I'm happy. I don't want to change my accent, but yeah. also I don't want my set to be about being Romanian. Last name, is it pronounced Isa, Isa? I do like two different pronunciations. How would you say in Romanian? So in Romanian, my whole name is Radu Isak. Radu Isak. Yeah. Okay. But you need to like do the rolling of the R, the Radu. Radu? Radu. So it sounds a bit between the French R and the Spanish R. It's like more towards the French R. So no, like R, not from the neck, just from the (laughs) tongue. This is so typical. I'm so glad I wasn't planning on learning Romanian. But that's the reason I introduced myself as Radu Isaac, because I don't want to have the same conversation with every English speaker I meet. I'm the same. I just accept a compromise because I have to meet it halfway with the English speakers. I accept a certain version that is an anglicized pronunciation of my name. It's not yeah. quite my name, but I don't want to have an English name. Yeah. So I would take whatever version that is. People call me Quan Wen here. I would be grateful when people call me Quan Wen. They don't just shorten into Quan without my permission, which they do all the time. Uh, okay, I did I that. I think English people like to shorten people's name because I think 
they believe it brings some sort of informality and make it more intimate and closer. I always assume Wen is like a middle name. Middle name? No, that's no. Why, that's why I shortened it. I, I kind of assume I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Oh, that's because there are two different Chinese characters. Okay. And you use a hyphen because they meant to be fifty percent each of my first name, but they are one word or one term in their individual right. Okay, that makes sense. I believe you're gonna be the first one that I'm gonna point this out because when I've been talking about accent with different guests. I mostly refer to the accent coming from the social, economic, foreign upbringing of that country. But I think in your case, your accent has a very important element. It's your personal way of speaking. I don't know whether it comes from your Romanian region because I knew you and we have a common great friend Victor. Yeah, you both speak a very high nasal pitch, like you use the upper half of your skull. So I used to believe that's how Romanian men sound like. Yeah, and in your company, I think it's just me and Victor. I honestly think it's just me and Victor. I think I have like two other good friends that maybe sound like me a bit. So that's your personal way of speaking, right? That high pitch thing. So yeah, sort of announcing what I want to enunciate, and that's the sound that comes out. And also, I speak about sad shits a lot of times, or like gruesome shit, and yeah. I feel like it's funnier if I make it like... If... You're, I'm not actually a linguist, uh, linguist? I don't know how to say it. People who study linguistic, yeah. I don't know how to use the correct term, but physically, I think I am meant to be speaking from a low voice. My actual voice is very low, okay. but because I'm quite calm and feminine and there was a period of my life I wanted to be a girl. So mm -hmm. I tried to speak high. So I ended up having a very large range of voices. Okay. And why I speak too high is not my natural place to speak. My natural voice is actually more like this. Like if I speak more like this, it's more comfortable. I think, Radu, you also have a natural low voice, but you use your high pitch voice a lot. You use the the comparison to a meerkat very early on yeah, in your comedy career. Yeah, that was also like, I haven't even seen the commercial, just somebody <laughs> pointed it out to me and I said, okay, I'm just going to say it. And then it was one of the jokes that got one of my biggest laughs at the set. And it was one of the jokes I disliked the most. I think that the meerkat is supposed to represent a Russian meerkat, not a Romanian, right? Well, the accent is the accent and we both have like, it's basically non-threatening Russian accent. <laughs> non-threatening. I'm going to put a reference in the link. Basically, there is a commercial in the UK for car insurance or yeah. compare the market. Something like some that. Some sort of yeah. like price comparison website. And they have this little meerkat called Sergei. They will always come on doing sort of silly things, almost like Alvin, the chipmunks. Chipmunks, yeah. 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 So the meerkat have a personality of those chipmunks and they will always speak with a slight, if you think about it, it's slightly offensive. It's a very generic East European Russian accent. Yeah. Compare the market. Well, I don't think there's ever been any sort of media thing produced in the West with like a flattering Advertising accent. firm, I don't think they always consider subtlety and... Um, being gentle or considerate is one of their... <laughs> All the James Bond movies where the Russian people are the villains. I did remember like in the 90s after the Berlin Wall fell, I was asking my mom, where are they going to get villains right now? <laughs> <laughs> they still use the Russians. No, they were using Chinese a lot at some that, point. <laughs> that's true, yeah. That's, they use like Japanese people a lot. They just kind of saw so it yeah. so documentary today. Yeah, okay. and then after 9-11, yeah. obviously they had yeah. another target. Uh, so... I was saying you have this personal bit, but it's not all Romanian sound like that. Yeah, no, not, I, I would say like in Romania, people sometimes refer to my voice as, as being a thing. A thing? Which, what, like, 
Yeah. Like a recognizable sort of thing. How, what words do they use to describe it? It's kind of... But just sort of like a funny voice. And I think in your case, your accent definitely amp up your comedic effect. I'm happy if that's true, but it's like it's just like two different worlds that I'm kind of <laughs> marrying together. It's not like two... I don't like to think that my accent is helping my no, comedic. No, I'm, I'm not trying to say that. I think it, it comes up as an insult. I once say to a Scottish comic okay. from Glasgow, and I say that it's so funny when you do that set, just the way you pronounce the key word of that set is so funny. And he took it as an insult initially because I thought, are you suggesting I'm only funny because I sound funny, that my joke writing skill is not good? I said, no, it's that you are lucky to have the accent on top of your great joke writing so other people can get to 90 but you can hit 110 yeah that's one suggesting and also so i think i'm, I'm like lucky in the places where i can get away with like one line yeah. but then when i have to talk about something it does box me in when i have to do five minutes on me being romanian the accent does box me no, in but what i was trying yeah, to say that uh, in your case i wasn't suggesting your accent to make it even funnier is a plan a strategy you can say it's accidental. You just happen to have the accent. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, because your comedy comes from who you are as a person. Yeah. So maybe it's not accidental. It's just natural. It's like holistically one package. I feel like comedy is a bit of a ping pong with the audience. So yeah, Are you using I... ping pong because you're talking to me? Armenians <laughs> are very good at ping pong. We, we... Really? Oh, yeah. We have world champions and everything. You can't let her Chinese have everything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm shit at ping pong. I don't know how to play it. Because I'm a very large man. I okay. feel very restricted at tying myself to a little table. So I hate ping pong. Okay, so I'm, I'm fine at it. But basically, we're like a poor country and ping pong is a cheap sport. So, <laughs> so exactly. You people. need certain level of GDP to have dressage yeah. and rowing, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like all these Olympic games to make sure that African countries can't get all the, get all the gold medals <laughs> and you have something left just for the European country. West European country. Fox hunting. Fox hunting. <laughs> Okay, I want to make sure you don't feel... I'm not one of those people that gets offended. I don't think you will, but I just want to make... At I'm, least I say I'm, I'm, I'm on the record, I can yeah. cover my own ass. I'm, I'm just trying to, to say my piece, that's <laughs> it. I'm not... I'm just... <laughs> okay, I think we were halfway through my second question, actually. Okay. Do you think your accent is strong? It's a strong one. I think it's pretty strong. I think it's probably less strong than when I, uh, than when I started, than when I moved here. And I think if I stay here for like another 10, 15 years, it's going to be still strong, but kind of indistinguishable. You won't be able to place it as easily as you are now. So I think that's the trajectory my accent is going to take. Like even even in Romania, I remember towards the end of me living in Bucharest, sometimes people didn't, they knew I wasn't from there, but they didn't get where I'm from immediately. But does it get stronger when you are tired on that day? I think it might, yeah, it probably does, it probably does, yeah. I was listening to the podcast you did with uh, Sergey Sergipol, yeah. and you were talking about sometimes at the end of the day, you just don't want to speak English anymore because you feel like you speak so much, spoke so much English on that day, you just can't take it anymore. Yeah, it's like a muscle that just tired after a while. Does it? Okay. I think so. My English-speaking muscle is way stronger than it was in the beginning, but I do remember having like a car ride, to Darlington at one point with like two other British people and half an hour before we got there I told them let's stop I can't speak anymore let me let's shut up because I, I want to save 15 minutes of English for the stage but I really felt like just I couldn't I was just annoyed you made it sound like okay you, I think Moscow is a great metaphor but you also make it sound like a tolerable level thing there's only so much English you can do on a specific day and 
I think it, the more time I spend here, the easier I'm finding it to speak English and for like extensive periods of time. But yeah, right now my muscle is probably, I would say, is a, the level of a 14-year-old here <laughs> in the UK, something like that. Interesting, interesting. that you went back to Romania to perform even on TV but that's after you had a presence here in the UK right? Yeah 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 like last week I did a show in Romania I just went to visit my parents and I, I did the show so the night what kind of I comedy subject you touch? It's kind of similar in the sense of I, I, I still try to make fun of people whatever people in front of me believe and kind of making fun of grammar Nazis, I'm going to say. We have like a lot <laughs> You're of... sitting in front of one. But even though I made a lot of grammatical errors, I criticized my ex-grammar. Okay. And his English. So he's like walking class English. <laughs> he really hated. He really, really hated. Because I think it's what they call the London accent, London dialect. They say you was. And it, it pissed me off so much until I was listening to one of the first, second recording of this podcast. And I said you was, exactly. I was hypocritical. But this comes from when I was a small kid. I would have been beaten up if I <laughs> made this error. Okay. Yes, yeah, so for me, like, grammar is an iron fist that you can't go wrong. And, okay. Yeah. For me, it's like a useless thing. It's like a language is, <laughs> language is a very volatile thing that keeps changing with time no, and just people But then why do we it. have to learn then? If it's, so, if it's so fluid, why do we have to bother to learn anything at all? But that's what I'm, that's what my point. We shouldn't. <laughs> Like, I've never, I, I feel like I speak English well enough. I'd have See, we no come from the same place, but we go for different destination. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't understand tenses. I don't understand tenses. And I speak English and Romanian, don't understand tenses in either of them. But I still am able to use them. What do you mean? Like, I don't really understand grammar. I don't know what a preposition is. I don't know what a, what, like, one of the pronoun thing. It just, the thing that bothers me I'd most I'd love to explain pronoun. to you, but it's going to dive the podcast straight into boredom. Okay. I don't know what pronouns are. I, I, now I know it's to do with his and her and they. Yeah. But also, I, is that all the pronouns? Just the three of them? Or are they, like, a shit ton of pronouns? There's it. It is a pronoun as well? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I need to. No, but that's the pronoun in the subject line. Okay. And then you have pronoun as the object. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what the subject <laughs> or the object is. And I'm not quite sure where, where they're in the possessive form. Whether, okay, I'm okay. not. I think you're falling asleep when I'm talking about the grammatical steps already. So. so I make fun of the... I make fun of... Uh, so the, the bits I have, I make fun of like the justice system. Also because like, a lot of people like the justice system in Romania. Yeah. So I make fun of whatever people respect I like to make fun of. When you perform in Romania, you pointed out the audience for whatever you want to poke them at. Yeah. Do you do things like, I don't even know you do this. Like a lot of UK comedy like to say, I come from a place that is a shithole. Do you do that kind of thing? No, I don't like to say that at all. Just also because uh, British people kind of already assume that. And it's just, it does really bother me. And I just like to point out what a shithole the UK is. And I know Romania has its faults, but I would never discuss them to, with a British person because I don't think that they un ever understand. I feel like they kind of just go, yes, I knew that. I did one set and the one audience member wasn't happy. So he came up to me after that. So the set was, I had to do the military service. Okay. And I was trying to describe my victim status. The tragedy was I had to be sent to a very shit so the impoverished area of Taiwan, okay. and I am from the capital city. Okay. 
But British people don't know that much about my country, and they won't be bothered to know, and they didn't have time to explain. So then I said I was being moved from point A in the third world to point B in the third world. And there are some BBC Radio Four listener type of very intelligent audience members, and they came up to me and say, "Taiwan is not really a third world country, though, is it?" And I didn't remember how I explained, but I was like, "Did you think I had ten minutes on stage? <laughs> I had time to explain this, and people down there would they even bother to want to discuss this? Right? They、and、didn't want pure logic or real facts. They just want jokes and." Yeah, they want jokes, but I don't agree with it. Has to be based on their cartoonish view of the world. Okay, but please, 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 that elaborate. Because they do very easily imagine other undeveloped countries. There've been like a couple of documentaries in the UK, like in the early nineties, about orphans and about stray dogs in Romania. And I would say that's the two best references that British people know about Romania. So I try not to reinforce those references. Then Taiwan, yeah, I know is like a the semiconductor leader in, in the yeah the- manufacturing would make a lot of chips for very smart gadgets and machinery. And you're right, I take it. Yeah, I think I went down a shortcut. It was an easier joke to make, but there was no sophistication in that. I would take that. And how tempting is it that you don't try to reinforce the stereotypes of Romania? Yeah, I think you would use a little bit of it, but you say that you refrain yours. I refrain myself from doing it. Then whenever I do it, I try to also have a payoff at the end of it. Like I, I try to do it to get the audience on my side, so I can shed more on the UK. Do you define payoff? Do you mean that you would say pretending is this logic, but you actually turn their world upside down and no, you're wrong. I'm gonna tell you what it actually is like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm sort of. Playing on their pride, so I can play on their guilt later on. <laughs> Do you have a belief in mission that I want you to leave the comedy night with three to five percent reduction in your ignorance? Or, no, let me not put it this way. It sounded very impolite. Yeah, yeah. You want to challenge their worldview by rejiggling it slightly? Not for any other reason than the fact that I enjoy challenging people's worldview. It's not like a political thing. It's not like I'm rooting for for anything more than I'm rooting for other things. It's just I, I like challenging people's views. I like it when people laugh at themselves, and I want to help them laugh at themselves. You don't、Even、try、that. to indoctrinate other people. You just enjoy pointing out when people don't have enough self awareness. Yeah, and I don't like to be the butt of the joke. Sometimes I do include myself in the joke, but.、I I don't want myself to be the butt of all the jokes. I want okay, the, let's laugh at you guys for a bit, then let's laugh at me for a bit, and then at you guys, and so on. But yeah, and then sometimes I go into survivor mode when I have like a gig in a town where I know I can't really make too much fun of the UK because I know they're not going to buy it. But also, I want to be booked back so I learn more how to make fun of the UK. So sometimes I do do just the make fun of the Romania jokes. Right, do I feel very guilty because we talk about. An hour by now. You are such a laid-back person.、Okay. I was forcing you to go into a very analytical discussion. I think you normally do based on your instinct. I'm not saying you don't put thought into it, but you don't approach it the same way I approach it. I approach it like a Asian student who want to study and analyze. You don't you just do it in the way you like it. So I feel really bad putting you in this position. An hour like you have to all sort of tense and gear up to discuss in a certain way. No, I'm I'm enjoying the conversation. I really am. I, <laughs> I I rarely get to talk about the mechanism of my jokes. You said that I can probably have this kind of discussion once a year, but after that, no more booking until 2020. <laughs> <laughs>